Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley McRoberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nick. And on this particular episode, we will be recapping and reacting to The Challenge, CT's Getting Married, <laughs> part one, the special. It's more of a reacting, less of a recapping. Well, you know, I'm probably going to write the word recap on uh, the description okay, of this. Okay, so you're doing it for, um, you want to be on, you, you, I want to be honest. You want to be honest. I want to be honest. Question for you right off the top. Do Hit you think, do you think CT would be upset if Lily accidentally used his toothbrush this morning? Um. Well, I was upset when you used my toothbrush this morning. Yeah, and I'm getting the feeling CT wouldn't have been upset. Uh, he doesn't, uh, he seems like he really goes with the flow, that CT. But who knows, behind closed doors when the cameras are off, he might be all about that toothbrush anger. You don't know about that. Yeah, Nick was really mad this morning. I accidentally used his toothbrush. How could you do that? Yours is pink. Okay, here is the problem, though. <laughs> we have special toothbrushes. Yeah. That you need to, they're, they're righty and lefty ones, depending yeah. if you are a righty or a lefty. Yeah, it was weird. I was brushing with the lefty toothbrush, and I thought, this doesn't feel right. And I yeah. looked down, and I was like, but it's pink. It's Surely it's mine. It ain't yours. And then I realized it wasn't mine. And I don't know if you guys can tell, but I haven't brushed my teeth yet today. So uh, yeah, Nick's breath is kicking. I'm going to have to use some mouthwash and then go to the store and buy a new toothbrush. Just, there I, are just some lines I don't want to cross, Ash. I rinsed out your brush. Ew, no, no, it. no. Boil it. Boil it. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't, what do somebody you think who, is in my mouth? Somebody who fully uses a toothbrush. Not like, oh, I put my to your toothbrush in my mouth. Uh, I'll just rinse it off and sorry about that and you'll have to deal with when it. When I okay. realized that I switched did, them out. You did a full. And then I switched it out. Yeah. After you did a full brushing. Like that's, I can't. I think you're being a baby about Ash, it. Ash, if I did it, would you use it? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I you're freaking would. You're only saying that because in no world I'm would I I'm saying that because that's what I would do. Listen, this isn't about our dysfunctional family. This is about C.T. Tamborello's dysfunctional family. And how dysfunctional it is. It is dysfunctional. It, uh, uh, you know, first off, reactions of this stuff before we kind of maybe tear into some of the actual scenes. At the beginning of this thing, I became depressed pretty immediately. Yeah. You mentioned that a couple of times yeah. throughout this episode. Now, why why did you get depressed? Why did this bum you out? It revealed a little, you know, you, you don't want to see Superman with the cape off. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. uh, it revealed a little too much to me, at least at first. I, I settled into it and I started to enjoy it. But at first, it was a little too revealing of a guy that I've looked up to, much like Paulie. I think of this guy as my older brother. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, you know, CT's infallible. You can't beat him. You know, he's uh, a machine. Uh, what I've seen him go through with Diem, what, uh, through the years of uh, having long hair, then getting it cut, then dating Diem, then, you know, almost killing cast members, and then becoming fat. I just feel like I've lived <laughs> this man's life with him. And yeah. I, I never really wanted to know about what was going on in the home life. And it turns out, his family, I don't know, they're separated. It's It, to me, revealed that he does not spend any time with his mom or dad or his siblings well, in I Boston anymore. You summed it up pretty well about three-fourths of the way into the episode where you're like, man, this guy just in between challenges, he's just like living in Miami, living the MTV famous life. Yeah. Um, he's not going back to his home. He's not like a part of his family in that way. He's living this uh, minor celebrity sort of lifestyle. He's he's a runner. 
He's he, an avoider. He might be a runner. Hits yeah. close to home for me. I, I fancy myself an avoider at times. And yet you live within an hour of your parents. Yeah. And we'll probably never leave. Haven't seen him in years. <laughs> My God. Not true. Um, as a matter of fact, listen back to our Monday's episode and you can see all the good times we had this weekend with uh, some of my family. But uh, I digress. Now, um, yes, I do feel like uh, I can t- I can feel one avoider can tell another an avoider. Yeah. And the stuff. Because basically the setup here is that CT is engaged to a woman named Lily, mm-hmm. the mother of his child. They live in Miami. Yes. She's Cuban. She's Cuban. They have the uh, CJ, little Chris Jr. Chris Jr., adorable kid. So cute. Very, very cute. Lily's family is very involved in their life in Miami. They live close, close proximity. Mm -hmm. Her dad, George, is over all the time. Yeah, Jorge, popping in every once in a while, checking on CJ. Now, uh, CT's family, not so much, Mm -hmm. living 1,500 miles away, I believe he said. And uh, I don't know. Is that Miami to Boston? 1,500 miles? Seems eh. a long... Eh, maybe it is. That could be it. Miami's yeah. pretty pretty far down there. Yeah. So doesn't see that family often. Not too sure if he's checking in with them that often. Doesn't seem like he is. I mean, he proposed to Lily and then he left for the challenge. He didn't tell his family he was engaged. And then Lily texted uh, CT's mother yeah. to sort of set up certain arrangements for the wedding or some sort of text, and that is how CT's family found out that Lily and CT were engaged. And here is where the issue is. CT's family feels like they were the last to know. Yeah, I don't know if that's where the issue is, but that's definitely a main talking point of the issue. because It's, it's what MTV is showing us, at least in the first third of this episode. Yeah, but we also, we meet his sister, Vanessa, who um, he calls Nessa. We meet her, and she says that, you know, I've only ever seen the bad parts of this relationship with Lily. Um, I've been FaceTiming with you guys, and she's chirping in the background. I think that was her exact words. She She's painting a picture of CT venting to his family about Lily and then all of a sudden he's now engaged to her without any explanation of the good parts. And CT himself has admitted to maybe when they're in fights he's piling on Lily a little too much with the negatives when talking to his own family and not telling them about any of the positives. So yeah, but this episode started off with them sort of explaining um, how they came together, how they, Lily and CT, you know, um, became a couple. I I like Lily. Nick, what are your opinions of Lily? I like Lily. She's feisty. Yeah. She says, I like right up top where she's like, says she's mean. She's like, I like him because he's mean and I'm mean. I thought that was fun. Um, When they're talking about their relationship, she says, you know, it seems like there was a lot of, they hurt each other a great deal in the beginning of their relationship. And she says, um, I was a mess. No, no. CT says, I was a mess. She was a mess. And then Lily comes in with their sort of relationship mantra, which is wrong time. We both needed it. The wrong time, but we both needed it. We 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 met at the wrong time, but we both needed it. Yeah. So um, and Nick got a kick out of this. Yeah. Nick Maritato got a kick out of this. You want to tell him why? Well, I just think it's funny that um, people in a relationship who eventually create this mantra for like how they met or what their relationship's foundation is. Yeah. And they always say it as if they're a bit like uh, on Dr. Phil as like an expert or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a soundbite. I'm going to call, what I call this is a wrong time, but you both needed it. Yeah. 
Um, What's Ashley, ours? Ashley, Ashley's thing for a, her party line she was towing for a while was, um, uh, I chased him till he caught me. Yep. Uh, I believe is the one that Ashley likes to say about us. I don't know what that means. It I don't means remember I was chasing that being after a thing. you, and then you turn around and you call me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, if uh, you hate this right now, <laughs> well, why a, do you hate it's this? It's revealing. Listen, this isn't. A, we have a podcast about our relationship. No, no, no. Through this the is, lens of no, reality no, no, television, no. this is strictly TV. You know me. I'm all television all oh the time. Oh my god. Well, uh, yes, I just find it funny that, uh, you know, you have to create sort of these worlds in order to uh, justify, you know, a strange beginning. Um, we yeah. Were, you know, because it's also fun to have a story. Every relationship wants a story. And then you hear CT later. He says stuff or he's, he had a soundbite in which he said, um, you know, uh, we did everything backwards. Yeah. He said that, uh, you know, we, we met, we had a kid. Then we fell in. We started a family. Then we fell in love. Yeah. So I basically, I think what we're saying here is they were probably a pretty toxic re- hookup relationship. Yeah. Um. I, who knows if they were really into one another on that serious level, and then they had CJ. Yeah. And it kind of maybe turned the tide a little bit. Well, in the beginning, she's talking to one of CT's friends, and she's like talking about CT's old six-pack that he had when he first met her, because apparently when he first met her, he was not rocking the dad bod, he was rocking the CT bod. And she was like, "I, you know, you had this uh, beautiful six-pack, and then CT was like, well, with that six-pack came a lot of crazy shit. So, yeah, yeah. So it makes me think like, you know. CT is clearly traded in. A kid, he's no, he isn't traded a kid. He <laughs> traded in his six pack for a kid and a whole bunch of grilled hamburgers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Lots of grilling. By the way, his body in this one is all. I feel like all time high dad bod at this point. He's right? in the pool in a t shirt. He's in the pool in a t shirt with his. But you know, he's shirtless at some points on the challenge. Maybe not so much anymore. Not 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 this past season. But why is he? Why is he so committed to those transition lenses? They look. They make him look so old. Why doesn't he wear regular glasses? I don't get it. Well, I think because it's very sunny in Miami. So wear sunglasses. You get prescription CT sunglasses. CT is fifty-one years old. He looks like <laughs> a grandpa in those transition lenses. It makes me crazy. Yeah, he. It's interesting because he's always in a in a like in in his interview segments. He's always in like a button-down shirt. This is also on the challenge as of recent. Yeah, where he's in a button-down shirt that's a little ill-fitting. You know, he's and he he doesn't have good posture, so he slouches down. Yeah, which makes his gut sort his uh, beer belly sort of pop out. And his man boobs kind of rest on top of his beer belly. And I know all about that. And and that's a posture situation. You can sort of fight that optically if you uh, know how to position your body a little bit. And CT doesn't seem really to care. Speaking of fighting, CT takes the good fight to Boston. He flies in to uh, talk to his family. I was about to say to confront his family, but it's less confront and more groveling. He lands in Boston. Um, CT says he's nervous. He feels like he's in high school. He did something wrong. His dad's making him feel like he played hooky and got caught. 
Um, he goes to meet his brother and sister in the park. This is the first time he mentions his brother in this episode. So far, it's been a lot of sister, 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 sister. Um, now, all of a sudden, he mentions his brother. And we learned that he doesn't mention his brother too much because his brother seems to be completely on board and is going to be going to the wedding and um, is just an all-around supporter. So this is another part of it. A little a little bit of depression hit me with this as well. Um he clearly hadn't been back home in a long time. It, you know, when when this whole problem uh, sprouted with the engagement, it seems to me, you know, along with his filming and being away for a long time, he probably does not go to Boston often. And, and it does seem to me that he hadn't been back there since they got engaged. And he's been kind of um, hiding out, it's, it seems like, avoiding his family. And now... The first time he's going to go up there face-to-face and talk to them about this relationship, about this wedding, he's got to bring the cameras with him. And everybody seems a little uncomfortable with it. At first, he's on the phone with his mom. His mom tells him, don't come to the house today. I don't want to talk. No cameras. Basically, no cameras in the house today. We We don't want that. Your father and I don't want that. So then he goes to the park, as Ashley mentioned, to see his siblings. And also, his niece... Um, who seems to be maybe six months, you know, and, you know, they were, he was filming for like six months, so it's understandable, but this is the first meeting between CT and his little niece, Yeah, and we get to see it on TV, and it was nice, but it also revealed to me like, wow, this guy really is just kind of staying out of it up there. It bummed us out a little bit, meeting the, the niece on television. Yeah, it was a little strange. I mean, they, you know, they seem to be okay. In this scene um, in the park, it really was about uh, Nessa and CT talking about Lily uh, throughout uh, the first couple of minutes of this episode before CT gets on the plane to go to Boston. He's pleading with Lily to say, Lily, please ask my sister to be a bridesmaid. Yeah, that's going to bring us all together. I know you guys are having issues, but this is going to bring us all together. I need my father and my sister to come to this wedding, and this is a great start. Yeah, bring them, uh, ask her to be a bridesmaid, and she'll she'll see that you're putting that, you're making that effort, and then everything will get fixed. And a lot of this talk with Vanessa at the um, picnic table is about how Vanessa doesn't really like Lily. She thinks she's fake. Um, she doesn't, she didn't see Vanessa, uh, she doesn't see Lily as the woman CT would actually end up with. And I think this is a nod to DM because then it cuts to CT talking about how he's not going to talk about his past relationships on the show. He says, I've moved on and I hope they will too. Um, doesn't this feel like a DM situation? Well, later in the episode, we find out that, um, Nessa is talking some shit. Yeah, in a text message thread. In, in a in a in a in a group text about Lily. And that shit seems to be comparing her to past girlfriends, et cetera, et cetera. Um Diem, not mentioned by name at all, at least in this first part, not once. Yes, but I feel her. Her presence is felt. I mean, this her, is her absence. CT when he goes on his sort of rant, not rant, but his interview about moving on, you know, I've moved on, I'm happy now. You can only think that this had stuff to, you know, DM, you know, this is DM baggage that people are dealing with. Now, I have a theory that DM and CT's relationship was not that strong, especially, I mean, at the very end, it seemed to be he was there for her. 
but I do not believe that they had seen each other in a long time. And I do not believe that CT, I feel like CT feels like this Diem thing is kind of a cross he has to bear Mm. and has gotten in the way of him being able to have other relationships when he may have been over that relationship before DM passed away. Mm. I think that they both may have dated other people while they were still in each other's lives peripherally. And I think that CT was sort of, I think the DM and CT fairy tale is a lot of what we saw on TV. Yeah. I do not think that there was that much of that off camera. I know that they dated for a while. Yeah. And, uh, then stopped dating pretty quickly and that DM came back into CT's life in in certain aspects but then did not show up in other aspects probably because they were not together in any way which I believe uh if I'm not mistaken when CT's brother passed away I believe he was murdered mm-hmm. um I do not think DM was there for him mm-hmm. there and that was a big rift that they had while DM was alive mm-hmm. and that kind of led they they became friends again they were on a show again but you know she passed away like during a show she had to be sort of helicoptered out and so and that was a a uh, exes you know, that was them trying to rekindle whatever for television. That does not mean that they were together before that within the last few years. And because of the whole DM passing away and, and the CT and DM storybook romance that we all got to watch and love on TV, it's what hooked a lot of us onto this show. I think it was a little blown up for TV. And that, I perception, be that perception, I think, haunts CT. Yes, I definitely see that for sure. I mean, that is a big storyline to have on your back for really the rest of your life. You know, people DM has um, she's a she has reached mythical status. You know, she's she was such a bright light and then she was taken so early in her life. And uh, a lot of weird feelings are wrapped up in that. And really, CT has to carry that on his back. Now, can you imagine what it's like for Lily, who? Seems not to know about the show very much. She does mention yeah. that she didn't know that he, who he was. And when she found out who he was, she, she wasn't that interested. She doesn't like it. She doesn't want the challenge castmates to come because she's like, I feel like they know a side of you that I don't like or want to know. And, you know, I believe that is they stay know when I see you them, it's it's CT and DM. Yeah. And I am now realizing I'm in a relationship with someone where publicly everybody's going to ask CT about this other woman forever forever because it's committed to television it's committed to television history yeah it's a storybook romance that ended tragically so there's a lot Uh, going on here so much to unpack a lot but what's really the most important thing to unpack in this episode is that ct's brother did not get any of the good looking jeans yikes wow at this meeting at this picnic table we we realize his sister is beautiful yeah ct is incredibly good looking and adonis even in his transition glasses and his shirt in the pool still gorgeous you could tell ct maybe if he if things went a different way for ct maybe he wouldn't be the most classically handsome handsome guy he kind of has like an underbite and like a you know a rugged face but it's like if all of those sort of genes kind of went the right way you know where like his kind of flaws make him look more rugged and manly and really uh 
his his brother. It's it he looks went the goonish. Opposite. He does look goonish. He needs some braces. He and seems I, like I a nice to, guy. Hate but to bag on the guy for his looks, but to see Nessa and CT sitting next to him, you got to think that he felt like the black sheep in some way. Yeah, I mean, this is like the you know the genetic this is hitting the jackpot in the genetic gene pool when you look at CT and his sister. And then his poor brother. But he does seem nice. Um, after the park, CT pulls up to his parents' house. He is going to go in there and have a heart-to-heart with them. Uh, cameras are not allowed into the house. And it takes this conversation takes about five hours. The most important part, though, is that when CT exits the car, we see that he has a bunch of Duncan. Duncan, there's one way to smooth over some families in the Northeast if you have an issue. Is bring that Duncan over. Duncan Donuts. And I noticed we had three large hot coffees one iced coffee i was wondering who got that iced coffee it yeah. was ct yeah i saw it but when he was back in the car later he had the he iced was coffee. sipping on it and that's a miami thing baby so then we are back in miami and ct is um like you know with lily sort of working on table settings table seatings uh, at their wedding. They're looking, who are we going to sit with who? Where are we going to sit? Blah, blah, blah. I do pause at the challenge table to see who is going to be there. And it is Shane, Wes, Leroy, Cara Maria, and Tony. Yeah. What, and you had some comments about that group. It just surprises me. I mean, to me, Tony seems very new. Like, Tony came in on what? Bloodlines? And that was four or five years ago. CT's been on this show for over 10 years. I would think he would have friendships with people who he started with instead of friendships with people that he's kind of ending with. Right. Now, you got to remember, it's been Tony time for like two and a half years straight. They have not filmed as much as in the history of the show as they have in this past, you know, uh, you know, three seasons plus. Now you also got the champs for stars slash pros. There's been a lot of uh, uh, challenge content, way more than there ever has been. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I feel like, you know, Tony has kids. They started having kids maybe around the same time. I'm sure they bond over the dad stuff. Number three, if you are a challenge historian, you know CT did not have a good relationship with the vets from his era. He was beating them up. They were scared of him. They were trying to get him out of every house that he ever went into. Uh, they did not like the relationship between DM and CT, some of them. They felt like it was manipulative and it was just for TV. That was kind of a storylines that we would get in some of these shows. And also, you have to remember... When he eventually came back to the challenge and Diem wasn't there, he had a move, and his move was basically Johnny's move, which was, I got to link up with the rookies and, and hook up with the girls to get their votes. He did not lean on the other vets of his day. And honestly, those rookies that he became friends with who actually started voting his way, guys like Leroy. You know what I mean? Leroy was a rookie? At a point, Leroy was a rookie. No, yes. Leroy was never a rookie. He was a rookie when his first show. <laughs> you know, he, he was he was not of the, uh, let's say, uh, the uh, Kenny and Evan. He was after them. You oh. Know? And, and CT came before Kenny and Evan. Wow. Um, so that, that whole sort of reign, uh, what I would say the golden era of this show, um, he was the villain in huh. it. And people just want, as soon as they saw him in the house, it was, how do I get this guy out of the house? 
Except um, for Wes. Ex- well, no, Wes and him had a brutal couple of seasons together, and I believe they bonded as being two guys that were sort of uh, ostracized by the rest of the house mm. and also hanging around long enough and coming back long enough. Now they are the vets when they're on these shows. Mm. And so I feel like their relationship uh, grew. What about Cara Maria? Boston, baby. Oh, uh, what about Shane? I don't think I've ever seen Shane and CT talk to each other once. Uh, that is true, <laughs> but I think Shane was around during the back. You got to think all of the vets that are kind of included in these shows are on this thing now, or at this special. No, Veronica. Um, well, Veronica, they had issues, you know, in the last time they were. And you don't know when this was filmed. This could have been done before the last season. I don't know when this happened. Yeah. So that's true. Um, it made made a lot of sense. Where's Darrell? Yeah, I don't think Darrell's coming out for this. You know, I don't think Darrell kind of fraternizes. Also, these if these are the vets that MTV is still using. So yeah. I imagine that MTV, if they were going to do this whole wedding thing for them, and I assume they're kicking some cash to these folks. For oh, this yeah, thing. big time, big I, time. I think that MTV was like, you got it. We're going to call this the challenge. Yeah. Colon, CT's getting married. You got to bring in the stars that we still have, that we still want to use and keep their storylines going. The characters that we built, we'd like on this show. These are the ones that make sense. I think yeah. they may have had a they may have had a, a hand in maybe picking some of the folks that were coming to this show. Uh, I wedding. see that. I see that. Um, we learned that there are eight days until the wedding, and we see CT and Lily go check out the venue. Um, it is beautiful. They want to do a, uh, a a runway down like a water. I don't know what you would you call that a little strip of water. I don't, I don't know. It's a it's a nice. It's a very nice um, uh, Miami villa. And the cool thing about it. this that I didn't realize at first is that you stay there for the wedding. Like everybody's staying there. That and is kind of cool. Right? I love that. That's I love a, weddings nice. like that. That's nice. Nick and I one time we went to a wedding at the Mona Lisa Hotel or Motel in um, some part of California outside of Los Angeles, and it's like a a themed motel where like each room is like it has a different theme and it was just so fun it felt like camp because we were getting married in this they uh nick's friends were getting married there and then we could all hang out in our little motel world yeah and you kind of hang out outside there's a little pool it's a it's a nice little situation for everybody yeah so uh the wedding and and most importantly it kind of resembles a challenge house most importantly we learned that uh, under no circumstances will CT have a tent at this wedding, even though it appears like for sure that it's going to rain. Yes. It's hurricane season, and he says, no tent, which is like, well, what exactly do you want? Later, we will see uh, the wedding planner call Lily and say, look, I'm paying attention to the weather. I am worried we're going to need a tent. And Lily's saying, no, this is my wedding. This is my special day. <gasps> every day, every girl has dreamed of this day her whole life. Okay, I just hate that narrative, by the way. Like, every girl has dreamed of this day her whole life. Like, give me an effing break. I hate that. It makes me so mad to, like, think that your whole life is just to get married. It's like you're just dreaming of this one day that you get married. Dream of a career. Okay, so, um, yeah, she's just like, no, you can't have a tent. You can't have a tent. So I don't know what is going to happen because it looks like it's definitely going to rain and they're going to need a freaking tent. CT, FaceTimes his mom. We learn that there was a group chat 
And Vanessa, his sister, said something about Lily after Lily had asked her to be her bridesmaid. So we didn't mention this before. When Lily asks Nessa to be a bridesmaid, Nessa does not agree. She goes, I'll think about it. And Lily feels rejected, so she's already hurt by this. Um, And then later when Lily finds out that there was a group text that uh, her name was dropped in by Nessa in a derogatory manner, whatever that may be, um, it seems to me that Lily has now said that uh, Nessa cannot come to this wedding. Yeah. So um, lots of family drama. Everybody moves. uh, CT and Lily move into the villa. A cute little moment where CT tells Lily to get her luggage, and she says, no, you get my luggage. And I enjoyed that. Coach <laughs> Rob shows up, CT's friend, who is coach named. Coach Rob. They give him the name title Coach Rob on the show. He seems like a coach. Um, You know, CT, again, he, he says this talking line that he has said throughout this series, which is that he wants to bring everybody together one last time, like when we were growing up. That's a pretty melancholy point. Yeah. Why is it got to be the last time? I don't know what's going on. Like you guys can't do a Christmas together or something? I I have a feeling that when CT's brother passed, it kind of tore this family up in a certain way, as it would naturally, but it doesn't it seems like there is some sort of a rough patch that they've gone through in which the family is not all together. Yeah. Um although from what it looks like, seems like It's really just CT, not with his family. Everybody else seems to be living up in Boston, and he's down in Miami kind of avoiding the situation. Yeah. Uh, CT's brother, fiance, and mom come, and they go talk. Um, Oh, excuse me. CT's brother, fiance, and mom come. Lily wants to talk to her friend Laura, who then shows up. They go talk. Lily talks to Laura and says, I'm in a pickle. And then Lily goes to talk to CT. And she says, listen, your sister can come, but she needs to apologize and calm down. CT's talking with his mom outside. He's saying, Lily says she can come now. His mom's saying, did you call her? And CT's saying, no, I haven't called her yet. And his mom's like, call her right now. Put your balls on and ask her. CT FaceTimes Vanessa to learn whether or not she will come to the wedding. Then we get a preview of next week. Well, we have to say that that phone call that CT had uh, with Nessa was she calls. um, CT's mom had mentioned to CT, she's got to fly out tomorrow. And if not, you're just going to have to let it go. So CT's like, all right, fine, I'll I'll, uh, call her. Calls her. Nessa's like, oh, what are you calling me for? She's like, hey, I love you. He's like, you really? You're going to do this to me right now, right after I change my flight? And then he, she goes, I'll call you back, hangs up. We do not know at this point whether or not she's going to come to the wedding. It's a mystery. Um, and then right before this is uh, this episode comes to a close, we see CT and Lily's uh, little cute child, CJ, kind of running around the pool. And he seems to have fallen in the pool, and Lily shrieks. Yeah, how could I forget that? I was already going into the trailer. No, that's the end. So <laughs> that's we, the end. There's a kid in the pool. Yeah. They did make it earlier when they showed like the uh, a little clip of this scene. They made it seem like he was missing for a while, and then all of a sudden Lily walked outside and ran towards the pool yelling his name. But she was following him, and then he tripped in the pool. I, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be okay, too. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about part one, Ash? It was okay. Yeah. 
It was fine. I enjoy. I, I got into it. I enjoyed it. Uh, watching CT sort of well up and cry with emotions was a little tough for me. He did, yeah. it, did it a, quite a bit on this show. Um, we have not seen the challengers. Come I'm excited to the house. for the challengers to come. I want to see Wes. And it seems like um, Lily has real issues with sort of the challengers, and yeah. she's afraid that they're going to turn the villa into a challenge house, and she does not want that. Which I hope they do. Yes, I do too. It does seem like we're going to get uh, a scene of them partying, maybe the night before the wedding or something. They're going in a party bus. Uh, looking forward to that. So it seems like maybe uh, the second episode is going to be maybe a little less drama-filled in, in the way that I don't like. Um, and uh, maybe a little bit more fun in the way that I love. Folks, that was the episode for today. We will be back next week with part two. Uh, Make sure you listen to every one of our episodes. Our main episodes come out on Mondays. Um, And uh, right now, I would love for you to just scroll down at the bottom of our page of op- a- on our Apple po- Podcasts uh, page. Apple Peepop. What's peep-pop. happening to you? Guys, give us five star words. Uh, mm. Five stars. Okay, we're yeah, both but, losing it. But here's what happens. This is <laughs> what, if you guys are still listening, thanks. And, and uh, I have to start remembering to do this at the beginning of episodes again because it was working. Guys, all you have to do is if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, go to our page, scroll to the bottom. You'll see a little rating review thing you'll see five stars hit that fifth star that's rating us five stars and then say a little something nice about us or a little something at all we would really appreciate it It helps the algorithm and helps us get this show out there to more people Um, we do not ask anything else from you but that if you'd like to contact us you can find us uh, by uh, email realityblowspodcast at gmail.com we have a an uh, twitter um, Ashley's laughing at me from another room. We have a Twitter. Um, our Twitter is at Reality Blows Pod. You can find Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. You can find me on Instagram by searching my name, Nick Maritato, N I C K M A R I T A T O. You can find Ashley on Instagram at Ashley underscore Brooke underscore Roberts. Um, and, uh, as always, uh, let's hope CT is, uh, man enough to, um, fix his family. It's going to be interesting. Talk to you next time. Goodbye.